you're opening yourself up to a real human connection yep. via the, the internet, via yeah. what the strangers don't even know. And I think that yeah. that is the goal. Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm so over shallow shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I want to get to the good stuff. I want to be like, break me open. Yeah. Let's have, let's have a real conversation about something. Mm. Like, I want to learn about you. I want you to learn about me. I want us to learn stuff about each other mm-hmm. and leave this interaction, whatever it may be, with something. And you can't do Damn. that if, if you're somebody else. No. It's weird. And it's- my goodness, I need to, like, that's going to be, like, the soundbite for this one because that's, like, <laughs> the whole point of this. Hey, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Perfect podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but nobody really does. So let's talk about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a candid conversation with a super cool human who has a perfect story to share. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey, hey, hey. So today, today's guest is... Ah, she's just like a ray of sunshine. She's a blast in a glass. Her name is Courtney DeLugos. She is a working actress and writer and producer out in LA. She's just such a good time. She's so cool. She's so down to earth. The conversation was just fun and deep and silly and serious. It went all over the place in a really great way. And I can't wait to share it with you. Um, We get into what it's like to like have this natural inclination toward um, a more creative outlet and how to, you know, trust in it and pursue it and, um, and all of that. Her journey was really, um, yeah, the story of it is very valuable, not only for people who are in that same, on that same trajectory of like wanting to pursue a life out in Hollywood. Um, And if that is you, definitely listen to this show because... She really just like lays it out. But anybody who just has like this, this urge to pursue a creative outlet and to tap into that creativity inside of you, um, I think that this episode really sheds light on like ways to do that and how to honor it and, and trust it and not put too much pressure on it so that you can do it in a way that it's enjoyable. I think that's like a really important distinction. Um, yeah, she talks about the realities of working out in LA and what that what that all's like, um, and how it's challenging but also super rewarding and fulfilling. And yeah, she's just like, it's just really great. It's a really great episode. Um, you'll hear I know her um, a bit uh, from before she went out to LA. She's been like roommates with some of my close friends, as you'll hear, and that's how I kind of gotten to know her, but I didn't know her too well before this episode. I've only hung out with her like very briefly, like more small talk than anything, but yeah, like she, I've always vibed with her. I always got a feeling that her and I would click and we definitely did this conversation, like solidified that for me. Um, we're definitely cut from the same cloth and I'm excited to share this candid conversation with you all. So again, the broken record, please hit subscribe please leave a review. Please tell your friends. It's very important. I'm not going to stop telling you. Um, and that's about it. So let's get into this episode. It's with Courtney DeLugos and I will see you there or I'll see you in another time. <laughs> and if you get that reference, I'll give you a prize. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. How are you? I am so good. How are good. you? Good. You're like a ray of sunshine. It's, you're so bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> you it's it's, the sun is coming in. I'm like so oily. It's probably what it is. <laughs> Just like a sweat ball. Oh my God. It's like nighttime here. I'm like exhausted, but this is like a burst of energy. So this is nice. Oh. <sighs> All righty. Thank you for doing this. I'm oh my very gosh. grateful. Girl, my pleasure. I'm yeah. so stoked. <laughs> well, I wanted to start by, I guess, explaining how I know you, even though I just, I was thinking about it and I don't. So, <laughs> I, so I was growing yeah. through it in my head. So I met you because you were roommates. You became roommates with my friends after we all like moved home after college. Right. And so you like roomed with my, my friends and you can explain, I don't know how you guys met each other, but you roomed with them in this yeah. house in what's called the, the little Haiti part the of ghetto. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. 
the yeah. rough neighborhood and yeah. I would go visit them and I would but I would never hang out with you I would I would only see you like coming and going you were just this like busy busy person I knew that you were like pursuing acting and singing and you were always at the gym and you worked at like <laughs> a, a real estate office and like I never I never really saw you or spoke to you and then you moved to LA with one of my very close friends mm-hmm. and I've just been jealous ever since because I just see you guys live in your lives in LA and just, Oh God, I'm so jealous. But I did get to hang out with you guys that one time I visited LA, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like that's the extent of my connection with you. But right. like somehow we guess, I guess like clicked or vibed because we still stay connected around the internet and hang out with each other there. So yeah, that's well, as I'm... much as I know about you. <laughs> so yeah. you can fill us in on the rest. Oh gosh. Um, well, there's not really much more to, I, I guess. Um, yeah, it was, I was friend. I found Anna and the boys on Facebook. Like it was okay. just like a random ad. I, I'm really? Just, yeah. I'm so lucky I didn't get murdered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I used to have, I could have gone real wrong. Oh, so, I could have gone so wrong. Oh, I used to be so brave and have <laughs> much bigger balls. No, <laughs> um, but yeah. And then uh, you make me sound like I'm some sort of like hardworking, that's like entrepreneur. That's how it came across. No, I was working at like minimum wage, making like 30k, <laughs> working my chops off for at this like real estate place, doing extra work on the side. Yeah, like, and working at a bar. Yes, and yes, I yes. Remember. I was going to the gym, but I mean, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, and then I moved to to LA, and then mm-hmm. yeah, Leah and I just became really close and yeah. you I mean she talks about you nonstop because oh. you're a freaking goddess and you know, <laughs> like you are <laughs> you as a person and also you on social media is just so it's a such a breath of fresh air it's so oh nice my goodness I'm like really sweating is. that's so nice to hear you say Good. we're you. both sweating we're in this together <laughs> great great love it it's like mutual sweating okay yeah. thank you so much that was so sweet wow of course Oh, God. Um, so that's it. Thank you for that. And I'll talk mm-hmm. to you later. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Faircloth. Um, see you, bye. <laughs> um, but, okay. So that's how we know each other or mm-hmm. don't know each other. And <laughs> so, yeah, I have this impression of you based on, like, just seeing you. Yeah. Which is kind of the whole point of this. We don't really know a lot about people, and we think we do. Um, totally. So if you can let people who don't know who you are, like what you're doing, what we should know about you, like what you're doing right now, and then we can go into like what was going on before that. Oh, sure. Okay. So for the, you know, everyone except the 12 people that I know <laughs> um, and that I'm friends with, uh, my name is Courtney. Mm-hmm. Um, for a living, I'm in the film industry, mainly an actor. Um, and I do a bunch, of, I do writing, I do producing, all sorts of other stuff. Um, I'm originally from West Virginia. Uh, it's where I was not born, but where I was raised and grew mm-hmm. up. Went to college there. Did like lived the very large majority of my life there. Wow. Moved to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, started pursuing acting there, and then kind of fell in love with it, and then wanted to pursue it further, and then moved to LA. And I've been in LA four and a half years now. Wow. I live in the Valley. We're very very close to being on fire, but oh god, crossed. yeah. It doesn't happen. Shit. So, oh my god, I know it's the freaking apocalypse out there. It's kind of crazy. God, oh my yeah. god, I should have. Even, I should have asked you about that. That's crazy. No, I mean, it's, <sighs> every, it's every like three weeks, so it's kind of just, yeah. It's a normal thing now in California. I, so. I guess so. I guess that's how people here feel about like the giant hurricanes that pummel towards us every summer. Like we're kind of used to it, but every exactly. now and then it's like frightening and we're it's like we're fearing our lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you just get used to being afraid for your life. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps you on your toes. It's great. We're all gonna die, anyways. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> um. So yeah, I wanted to bring up the fact that you're from West Virginia because you're the only person I've ever met from West Virginia. And, like, well, great. And I know nothing about it at all, but I'm have plenty of preconceptions in my head about what West Virginia is like. So I'd like for you to tell me sure. what that's like. Did you know you wanted to be an actor when you were living in West Virginia? Like, what was the deal there? What was the scene like? Like, what were you doing in West Virginia? Oh, my God. So, West Virginia, I love it much more now than I did growing up. I kind of resented it growing up. Most people can say that, I think, about hometowns. 
I th- I'm realizing that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of the general consensus. Um, but it's a very rural area for the most part. The majority mm-hmm. of the state is pretty rural. Um, great. It's very beautiful. Like there's rolling hills and mountains and, yeah. you know, beautiful rivers and lakes and um, big for kind of outdoor tourism and stuff like that. Um, but it is, I kind of grew up in a smallish town. It was a mm-hmm. college town. So take away the college and it was just like your average, average, everyday small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and to answer your question, no, I mean, I had, it, it, it's so funny because I think about it now and I think a lot of small towns are like this. You don't really know the full scope of what is available for you to mm-hmm. do just in life like right I don't want to blame you know where I'm from for like having a narrow mind for so many years but I think that like when you know you only see certain people and you only see certain things and certain jobs and certain Mm -hmm. whatever you kind of everything else just seems kind of left of center and you don't really know what to think of it yeah and so that's exactly that's definitely how anything in like the creative industry was to me mm-hmm. like I didn't know I, I love so I grew up I loved I was a total ham like I loved okay. attention okay. I, I freaking loved it I loved like entertaining people I was okay. a person that would like you know get on stage at school assemblies and sing and dance and okay for nobody because nobody yeah. was paying attention to me but I would do it anyways um and so yeah I grew up doing that and I loved okay. doing all that stuff and in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, one day I'm going to be a big star, right? Mm-hmm. In some capacity, mm-hmm. but I'm going to get this, like, someone's going to come find me. Like, right. I'm going to be in a, I'm going to be in a mall, you know, mm-hmm. shopping at JC Penney's or like mm-hmm. Elder Beerman, and someone's <laughs> going to come up to me and be like, you there, you are stuck. And they're going to like <laughs> pet me up and take me off to Hollywood or wherever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's going to happen. And I had no idea it was like a real career you could work towards. Yeah. And I, again, I don't know if that's just where, because of where I grew up or the people that I grew up with or mm-hmm. my family, I don't know, but I didn't know it was something you could, you could do mm-hmm. um, or study. And then when I was in college, I, I decided to do uh, advertising. And oh, okay. A, yeah. And I loved it because I wanted that's to That's what do, I studied. Oh and, yeah. And it was yeah. great because it's, mm-hmm. it's like, the perfect marriage of being able to be creative with also being logistical, which right. is like how probably both of our brains work. Like we, mm-hmm. both, we teeter back and forth. And I, I had to pick a minor that wasn't in the same like college or whatever mm-hmm. as advertising. So I did you too? Yeah. And I took okay. writing. <laughs> great. Great. Right. Because chose... advertising is like a secure career that's actually going to make you money. And writing uh-huh. is like, you can just do that for fun. That's not exactly. going to be your job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I did theater mm-hmm. with, with the exact same concept in my head. I was like, right. it's not a real career. It's and everyone like... else, like, supported that claim. Like, that, they were like, yeah, do writing as a minor because, like, you're not going to make that your job. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, like, I, I remember there was, like, um, they did some sort of talent search for, I forget what, they were, like, redoing the Partridge family show or uh-huh. something. Yeah. And they did some like talent search. And I told my mom about it. And I was like, look, like I'm, I'm going to enter this. And I made a little video and I sent it in. Mm-hmm. If I ever find that again, I will burn it <laughs> so hard. Um, but I, I sent it in and I didn't hear anything. And like, that was the extent of me trying. Yeah. Right. It was, there was no like, let's find an agent or mm-hmm. anything along those lines. It was just like, I happened to see it on, I don't know, the internet maybe yeah. on lime wire I don't know and, <laughs> and I was just like okay cool I'll do this and my mom was the same way she was like okay well that's done so yeah. let's move on let's go back to school mm-hmm. like or let's focus back on school let's focus back on real things because mm-hmm. that wasn't a real thing right um yeah and so I sort of I minored in theater and I loved I don't know what your experience was with um writing but I I still wasn't convinced that it was a career. Right. But, and it still felt kind of like a different world because I was in classes with people whose major was theater. Mm-hmm. who were like in the school of theater mm-hmm. and they took it so seriously. Yeah. And, and I was kind of having fun with it. And, and I don't know, it was just, it was a weird thing where I still, 
I loved it, but I didn't let myself really take it seriously. Cause if I took right. it seriously, then I was like, I was those people. And I was, I was, I was like a fantastical, I had a fantastical mindset mm-hmm. and I wasn't being rational or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I felt the same way. Yeah. You couldn't like really try. Yeah. That's how exactly. I felt. Like I, I did really well and I'm so proud of the work I did when I was in the writing like um, department, but yeah, I didn't get to like try. Like I didn't try to write books or try to publish things. Like I just wrote and it turned out all really good, but I didn't try and I regret that. What, do you think you didn't try because it meant that if you tried, then you could, re- you could if you really tried, then you would yeah. really fail kind of? A yeah, thing? I think there could? was just that like anticipation of disappointment. Because you mm-hmm. can, like, if I, like, if I was, like, trying to, like, make it my career in the back of my head, I knew that, like, I couldn't because I was told that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have examples of people who were doing that. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, it's just not worth it. I should be trying, which I did, to get a career in advertising. And that's mm-hmm. where I put all my focus. But Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a more regimented way into that. Right. Yeah. They, like, set you up with, like, you got to get internships. You got to network. Like. And maybe they do that for like writing majors or theater majors or something, but it it wasn't, it just wasn't in my frame of reference. It wasn't accessible, I feel, to me. And I didn't seek it out. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm going deep. So <laughs> stay with me. Hold your nose. Right. Um, but I, I've started realizing lately that the majority of the decisions that I've made in general in my entire life start mm-hmm. like even when I was a kid and definitely when I was in college and on were made based upon people's judgments of me Mm. and my, for whatever reason, my um, longing to want people to think of me highly and want Mm -hmm. people to like me and want people to think I'm cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when I was a kid that kind of dictated a lot of the stuff that I did and people I hung out with and the like extracurricular things that I chose. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I remember when I was in like f- sixth grade or something, I had the opportunity to audition for like the regional theater, um, performance of Annie. They were putting okay. on Annie. Um, and it coincided with me doing cheerleading. Ah. And I was like, okay, I know the people in my class that are doing the, the theater there's mm-hmm. a there's a couple of them and the people that are doing the cheerleading and I was like which one's gonna make people like me more wow yeah and that's kind of how I made a lot of decisions and I and obviously I I try not to have any regrets but it is mm-hmm. interesting to look back and be like what if I didn't just give it can I curse yeah more explicit <laughs> great <laughs> love it give me that e. it's um, in the title <laughs> it's okay that's true yeah. um I'm the idiot um <laughs> But I was like, what if I just didn't give a shit about anyone thought of me? Like, where would I be right now? Mm-hmm. I, would I be further along in what I want to do? Would I be? It's just so interesting to think. Yeah. Um, but I think that was also a big factor in choosing my career. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, if I'm going to be like an actor or a singer or a performer or whatever, mm-hmm. are people going to think I'm an idiot? And yeah. Like, a freaking moron or if I choose like a steady career where I'm making a salary and like it's something that people can like tangibly hold on mm-hmm. to and that they have a frame of reference for right then that's probably what I'll lean towards mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to fight against that and it's when so did much. you feel like that shift happened where you were like I'm just gonna lean into this acting thing and like I, that's the thing I want to be doing um I, I wouldn't even say it was like a complete shift. I feel like I still fight against that. I'm still okay. like, I, I'm still like trying to fight against people's judgments of me and making a decision and not mm-hmm. letting like my fear of judgment make my decisions for me. It's still mm-hmm. kind of an underlying thing that I, that I deal with every, every day with mm-hmm. most decisions. And it's, I'm just more aware of it now. But right. when I was in Miami, um, I had like a nine to five job. I was doing marketing. Right. For commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And I just I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just hated it. Like, I was, I was working with people. There were some really great people, but a lot of really shitty people that just mm-hmm. 
um, weren't, now I can look back and put like a term on it, but they just mm-hmm. weren't authentic people. And right. it, there was just this like film over everything that I was like, I, I want to like penetrate it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I can't, it, it just was, it was just a lot of facades and it was weird. And then I was working like 12 hour days and I wasn't really being able to be as creative as I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, I was at a desk all day. I just mm. like, I was unhappy. And then I wasn't making any money. So I had to bartend at night and on the weekends. So oh I had God. no, I had no life. Yeah. And then I just kind of, I started doing extra work. That was how I got into it for, okay. for cash, like on just extra cash on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met, I had met this guy who like was doing extra stuff hooked me up with like a few websites you could just like submit yourself on. okay so you didn't have like an agent or anything in Miami not well I did but at first I was just doing that stuff and then when I I was I did some job as an extra and I met some people who had the same agent okay and so I reached out to them and then I started getting representation and started going out for like commercials and small bits and parts and stuff like that okay um but I think it was just being surrounded by it Mm-hmm. Like I think being in Miami and being in a town where even though the film industry was really small, it was still there. It existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we said, there was a frame of reference for it. Right. There was access. There was access. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it was a real job that people had. Mm-hmm. So therefore it made me feel legitimate in attempting to do it. Right. Um, and then I, I went part time with my, uh, with my nine to five job because I was making enough money bartending to kind of make ends meet. Okay. And I started, I wanted to start going out for more auditions. I was like sneaking off at lunch, you know, and, and oh, wow. taking yeah. like two hour lunches, um, going on these auditions. And I finally came clean with my boss and I was like, look, this is what I really want to do. Um, can I maybe go part time? Mm-hmm. And he was amazing and he let me do it. And then I booked my first like film and it was mm. filming for like six weeks straight. So I had to quit my job and I mm-hmm. did. So I told them and again, it was great. And then I just kind of went, you know, full throttle from there. And I was like, this is, I mean, when you do, when you spend six weeks doing what you love. Yeah. Six. I mean like that with amazing people, mm-hmm. I had a great cast. Um, the script was fun. It was like, set in the seventies. So it really felt like we were, you know, removed from our lives. Mm -hmm. And it was, I just got bit by the bug and I just went full in. And I think, I think that might've been like that shift that you're talking about because something definitely changed after that. And I was like, this this is what I want to do. And at the end of that film, I kind of decided I was going to eventually move to LA Mm -hmm. and every step I did after that was kind of towards moving to LA. But yeah, it's it's a journey it's a freaking journey dude yeah and you're still on it like I was gonna ask like what's the experience like been what's the experience been like now that you're in LA like how is it any easier like what's the hustle like like I I didn't even know you were doing writing and producing like what's the scene over there so I'm obviously very curious because I have no idea so I want to know well yeah I mean it's it's Hollywood. So it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the Mecca. Yeah. Um, and you're like and, going to auditions. You still have an agent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. All, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like you said, yeah, it's still a journey. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a roller coaster, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. You know, I have very high highs and very low lows mm-hmm. because you, you are just continuously putting yourself out there and, yeah. um, and like opening yourself up to rejection. And like I said before, like that was, that's a huge thing for me is wanting people to like me and wanting people to think I'm cool, which translates into people thinking that I'm good and that I'm Mm -hmm. a good actor. So all of that, like you can't, you can't live with that mindset in this industry. You'll go crazy. Right. So um, I've learned a lot about how to navigate with my self. Right. (laughs) and my like needs and my personality and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and you, it depends on the day you ask me, I could say right. it's going amazing. And I could say, get me the hell out of here. Like, it's just, it's so it's ups and downs and, and that's, yeah. And so it's, it's the Mecca. So everything is here. Yeah. And, and so that has pros and cons to it because mm-hmm. it's like, 
the pros are like it's everywhere so you're kind of inundated with that feeling of being a part of it and right you, you, there's constantly like screenings of movies and fest and like movie festivals film festivals actors you'll see like famous actors mm-hmm. just walk around the grocery store and stuff like that so that part is cool because you feel like you're in it you're mm-hmm. in the right place to be doing what you want to do but you also feel so far removed from it when you're not doing it. right right like when you don't feel you know significant in the industry mm. and then you're inundated with it it's, you just feel so like such a small little fish that so. is a very Im- interesting insight because it reminds me a lot about like what I was just about to ask you like what the experience is like having to be online in this industry because what you're describing sounds like what all of us kind of feel like when we're online like there's all these pros and we get to connect with all these people and we have access to all these opportunities and whatever but then we're like witnessing everybody doing all these cool things and maybe there's a time where we're not and we feel tiny and insignificant and like we're doing something wrong but so that it must be it's like very like meta is that the word that you're like living in that Mm -hmm. world and then also having to exist online in the same capacity Mm because I see that you're online I see that you're posting content and I want to know like is that something you need to do in your industry like do do you need to have a platform and a presence to be taken more seriously um like what's that experience like in that actor world I mean, to be completely honest, I have no fucking idea. I have, <laughs> I have no answers. I don't know if, what, if it makes a difference or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jennifer Aniston just got an Instagram. So, <laughs> so maybe there's something there. <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, but God. For, well, for me, mm-hmm. I, I'm very type A. And I'm okay. a like, super control freak. Mm-hmm. So for me... There, and I started writing and doing stuff in Miami, too, because okay. the idea of just because I love it so much. And I was always I always loved writing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I loved like the essay portion of mm-hmm. the test and stuff like that. And right. writing classes. And um, I also loved lit and all the like reading literature classes. So mm-hmm. it's always been something that's kind of been um, not necessarily I say in my wheelhouse, because that sounds egotistical, but it's always been something that's <laughs> that's it's been there it's like there somewhere um but (laughs) this is this is one of many brain farts you'll catch it I will have it's coming it's coming it's coming coming. um oh so the and the so the reason I started doing more writing and producing Mm -hmm. my own shit was because I have to have control of something because as an actor you're legit, you're just like that sitting you're waiting for auditions mm-hmm. and there's there's stuff you can do you can go to workshops you can do all this stuff and you know I I always tell people to do all that stuff in the beginning for sure because it gives you um kind of like an idea of what to do and it gives you like practice for auditioning and all that stuff but right. after that it's like you're just waiting for the phone to ring and that yeah. that's not I can't survive in that no that, that, that sounds awful yeah it doesn't work for me so that is why I started doing writing and producing. And for me, creating content for social media mm-hmm. has kind of been like the ultimate version of that. Mm-hmm. That I'm makes able, sense. Like I'm able to write, create, edit, act in these little <laughs> videos. Um, I, just, I love them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, they're so stupid, but I appreciate that. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm able to do all of that stuff and put it somewhere and people actually like, you know, a handful of people will actually see it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have full control over what it is. Mm-hmm. Cause even as an actor, like you just kind of pop in for a day, you right. do your thing and then you leave and that's it. Like you have no idea what it's going to look like. You have no idea if your face is even going to be a part of it. Like, yeah, you have no idea. Um, that's so hard. It's yeah, it's it's weird. It's and it's not it's just not my personality. Right. Yeah, I would I feel the same way. I can't imagine having to like put myself into something and work on something and then like walk away from it and have nothing to do with it. Like that's really hard. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a lot of free food, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um but yeah, so for me that's what social media 
has been. It's been kind of okay, like an really, outlet. It's been a great outlet, mm-hmm. and and it is kind of a way because I you know, I'm still in the beginning of my career. Mm -hmm. So I can't be like, here's me on this HBO series, just kicking ass or whatever. When I talking to people or pitching myself to people or whatever, and trying to get my humor, my personality Mm -hmm. across via email or whatever, Instagram and all these social media uh, sites have become tools for me to be like, okay, here's kind of me. Mm-hmm. Here's like my curated version of myself mm. for you to see um, kind of all in one space. So that's what's been great for me. And like you said, there's pros and cons because yeah. people are going to, for me, it's also going back to like what I was talking about before about judgment. Mm-hmm. Like it took, it took a lot for me to make my first video. Mm-hmm. And it's, I still have to fight against, I'm like, are people going to like this yeah. when I put stuff out? Like, is it going to get received well? Like, this one only got, you know, X number of views, which is half the number of views of the other mm-hmm. one. Like, should I take it down? You know, yeah. it, it's all, it's, you. I'm fighting against that as well. And I've just, um, I've gotten to the point where I'm with specifically social media. Um, I'm just putting shit out. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm using it as a as a learning mechanism. Like okay. I'm putting shit out. I don't know if people are gonna like it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Like we, how who the hell are we to know if someone's gonna like something completely, some brand new thing that I put out? Like if I put right. a video tomorrow of me like talking in Russian, holding <laughs> a cat over my head as a bonnet, like how? <gasps> How which I might do. I was gonna um, say write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but how am I supposed to, like? I, yeah. And I don't have a freaking computer in my head. I don't yeah. know if people are gonna like that. So I do it, mm-hmm. and then you know it gets, um, it gets four views and yeah. zero likes. I'm like, okay, people <laughs> don't want to see me being a Russian woman. <laughs> do they know that I won't do it again? Yeah, that's right. You know, so, now I know. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> So that's I, a very good perspective on it. I like that. Yeah. And it's, it's good. Cause I use that for social media. I have mm-hmm. that mindset, social media. And then I'm trying to also incorporate that into just my life mindset. Yeah. Like, cause I have such a, I don't, I don't know about you. I have such a hard time making decisions cause I don't want to make the wrong one. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so crippling and that's the worst yeah. because then you, yeah. you don't make any decision. Right. Yeah, I'm, like, the opposite where, like, I just – well, I'm working on it more now where I used to just, like, have an idea and shoot it out and have an idea and shoot it out. But then I could never follow through with them and, like, I would realize halfway through that they didn't have any legs and they would just, like, fizzle out and die. So I've just been, like, throwing things at the wall for the past 10 years that I've been, like, writing online and then – recently I've just kind of been forcing myself to sit down and like think through what I'm trying to do which ended up like me writing the book that I wrote that I'm trying to get done but like I finally was able to culminate everything I've been trying to do and focus and be like okay that's what I'm trying to that's a conversation I'm trying to have Mm -hmm. and then I was able to like go from there but before that I would just like be shooting from the hip and whatever because that that is my personality um but yeah, that doesn't really get you so far all the time. But yeah, it gave me like a lot of content and I got a lot out of it in this in a way, but it didn't get me like far or like a lot okay. of likes or a big audience or anything like that. Yeah. But again, like you're playing the long game. Right. And, and that is how you play the long game. You just throw yeah. spaghetti at the wall yeah, and see what sticks instead of spending, you know, six years in the kitchen trying to figure out what spaghetti is going to stick on the wall. Yeah finally putting it on the wall and god forbid it doesn't stick like yeah. you just wasted six years working on one kind of spaghetti that was a right. horrible analogy but you get no it. Like, i thought it's... that was pretty spot on oh. <laughs> i saw it right in front of my face i got it great great but i think i think that's the way to do it i think you yeah. just have to figure out you just have to do shit like just mm-hmm. do it yeah not That's been the me. new perspective. Just do it. <laughs> sponsor me. Um, but that's like been my, my new perspective lately is that like, so for so long, I've been like trying to do what the other people were doing because they had 
the numbers or the type of thing that I was trying to get or like whatever it was. So I would like mimic and copy and like try what other people were doing to see if it fit me, like trying on different outfits, I guess. Mm-hmm. And recently I, just with the end goal being like, I want to get a lot of people to pay attention or I want to get a lot of likes or whatever. And then that made me sick literally. So then I stopped. And then since coming back, I've realized like, if I just focus on like doing the thing that like I think is worth talking about and I think is good. And even if the people paying attention are like so much smaller, like the pool is so much smaller, it just feels better doing it that way. And if that's all I'm doing, then that's all I'm doing. I can still have the big dream and focus on it. But right now the work has to be to that end or Mm -hmm. else I'm just like throw like doing nothing, nothing worth of worth any value. So that's been a nice perspective shift in the regard of like doing things online because that's where I'm doing things I'm only doing it online so yeah I mean that's a scary place it is it's it's hard because it's again there's pros and cons to the internet Mm -hmm. too it's we live in this era where everything is displayed Mm -hmm. good or bad and I think I personally think that the internet I think that people have always been this way almost a little Mm, bit. mm -hmm. I think people will always be people. And then the internet is like the way in which they can show that or like like almost intensifies it. Yeah. I think if you're a shitty person who (laughs) like, if you're an insecure shitty person who talks shit about your neighbor, Teresa at the hair salon, (laughs) And how, like, sh- her, how fat her hips are getting or whatever. Yeah. Like, you're going to be that person on Instagram. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. I don't think that – I think that, you know, Sally from Missouri who's talking like that mm-hmm. is not worse now because of Instagram. I think she just right. found a different outlet to, to, you know, give her insecurities out and to kind of live those insecurities through. That makes um, a lot of sense. And I think, but it's also a good thing too, because then you have people who, you know, in their real world and like mm-hmm. their small town or their, you know, very um, close quarters of growing up or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, never felt understood, never felt whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't relate to anything around them. And then they found the internet and have found people that relate to them good or bad but I think that it's it's pros and cons yeah and it's focusing I've been thinking recently like it's about under or focusing on the positives of it and like Mm -hmm. seeking more of that out but being like hyper aware of the dangers and the cons like Mm -hmm. really understanding the same way that we do drugs or like make, make sure we have safe sex and like all these things that we like understand now how to do safely and responsibly we just need to think that same way about using the internet because it's this new vice that we all are getting and taking under our wing. And yeah. Yeah. That, that's rough. It's there's this, um, this like uh, entrepreneur guy that I listen mm-hmm. to all the time. Who is it? His name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Have you heard of yeah. it? Okay. I think everyone has. <laughs> oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's I feel like, like I... everywhere. Oh my god! I feel like I bring him up and people are like, "Hey, really? Um, oh my god! No, I love him." Oh yeah, so he's yeah. great. So mm-hmm. one of the things that he, and you know this, but one of the things that stuck with me, um, the one of the the most, I guess, mm-hmm. was that like he always says that he doesn't let anything get to him, good or bad. So, like, in order for the trolls and the internet to bug him, he can't let the good things bug him as well. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's a happy medium with that, but I think there's also some truth with that. I think yeah. that if we put, like, what people say about us online up there on a pedestal, mm-hmm. if that's, like, our North Star, yeah. then it's going to really hurt when someone, you know, says that we're dumb or that, yeah. you know my roots are bad or whatever (laughs) like I'm gonna take it to heart the same way that I'm gonna take it to heart if someone's like oh my god you're the best person on the internet right now right it like doesn't land yeah we we don't feel it anymore it's like we're desensitized to the compliments because the trolling like hits so much harder anyway Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
I feel that. I feel because it's it's everyone already part of the human condition is that like it's hard for us to take compliments. Like that's already been a thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like now worse it's worse than ever. Like I feel like. I feel that all the time like even just this at the beginning of this when you're telling me that you like like what I do (laughs) I was like glazing over I was like that's bullshit she doesn't feel that way because like I I just I pro it's like a programming now like I'm just like people like either people are just saying that to say it or like yeah she thinks I'm good but like a million people don't think I'm good like whatever it is I can't accept it and feel it and use it to be like, wow, like I'm reaching someone, which is the only reason I do it in the first place is to reach the one person who feels that way and says it like, that's the whole point. But then mm-hmm. when it happens, I'm like, well, that's not enough. That's, uh, totally. That's not it. Totally. What, what is it? Cause that's not it, but that is it. That's all it is. It's reaching the one person that like feels what you're doing. Yeah. That is effective. It needs to be enough. Mm-hmm. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard thing too, because you, you want to be able to take those compliments and, and roll with them. But mm-hmm. you, I, what I think is more important is ignoring what kind of strangers say about you. Yeah. It's yeah. nice when someone like, you know, DMs you and is like, right. Hey, I think you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course it's great. Yeah. But I think it's more important if like, you know, my mom or, or someone right. calls me and is like, Hey, I, I, want to know that I'm so proud of you for mm. going to work today or whatever the case yeah. may be. And also I think we need to value our opinion of ourselves more, mm-hmm. which I think is something that I definitely struggle with because I'm always looking for outside opinions mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. And I never, I'm like at the end of the day, like, am I happy with what I did today? Right. Like forget what, cause it's so funny. I used to do this thing. I have like a weird relationship with food okay. that I'm, I'm working on. I think a lot of people do, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think, and I, and I used to do this thing where I would tell people how little I ate mm. or I, people would be like, I would find a reason to tell someone what I ate that day yeah. to prove to them that I ate well, that I didn't mm-hmm. eat a lot or whatever. Or I do the opposite or I'd be like, I ate so much today. Here's all the things that I ate in mm-hmm. order for you to think that I don't care about right like I I have a fine relationship with food I can eat whatever I want Mm -hmm. like I ate like a pig today and it and I never and I would say it out loud because I never wanted to sit with myself and be like what did I think about what I ate today right right and it it goes grander than that it's like all right here's what I am doing in my career I find the need like my knee-jerk reaction is to sit there and list what I'm doing what I have Mm -hmm. kind of in on the pot boiling mm-hmm. with people instead of just sitting with myself at night in my room journaling or whatever and being like, here's what I'm doing. Am I happy with this? Mm-hmm. And being grateful for how far I've come and not needing anyone else to even know or right or, and not caring what they think. And it's, it's a hard thing to get to because it's a, not the human condition. It's not right. It's against our programming. Yeah. But I think it's super important. I love that. That's like, very good homework for one that's very good homework and yeah I think I'm gonna like make that more of a focus myself is like valuing and like focusing on my opinion of myself and where it's coming from because that's another thing it's like I I mean granted I think very highly of myself I think I'm great I always think I have since I was a little kid like I have high confidence but when it comes to like my work and like what I'm doing and what I'm producing and what I'm like contributing to society, that's always been my biggest like um, insecurity maybe like since becoming like a young adult, I guess. Like I always felt like I had to like be something and be someone and do something. And like it's, that I always, I don't know where that comes from. I can work that out with my therapist, but <laughs> I guess that that's just always been something. So like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm always working toward that and I can never just be like proud and happy of what I get accomplished because it's always like, okay, I did that thing, but like, I'm already thinking of the next things. And I've, I've heard that from plenty of people. Like a lot of people have that experience where they like work so hard to, and they finally get that one thing they've always wanted. But like, as they're getting it, they already have a list of like all the next things they want to do. So like I wrote the book and I'm like, okay, but I need to write the next one and the next one. I need to get this prize and I need to get this list or whatever. 
and it never ends. So it's more that whole thing about just sitting with yourself and like, what, what are you happy with? What are you going to be happy with? All of that is good stuff. Um, In regards to like, I want to know like what the pressure is like on you as a person with like an identity that's always evolving and always changing and everything. Like, what is that like, like working in an industry where you're constantly having to put yourself out there, constantly like being vulnerable, having to have these like little clips of yourself and like, here I am, this is who I am when you're like a person and you're always changing. Like what, how do you manage that? Like your identity, I guess. Um, I, I don't even, I don't even know if I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I have made it a priority to be the most authentic version of myself at all times. Okay. And, and not, and not trying to pander to being what other people want me to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So that being said, like you all, you obviously want to show a version of yourself for certain things. Right. Right. Um, but I think for me, it's less about like displaying myself on a platter mm-hmm. to somebody. And mm-hmm. it's more about giving them me, them giving me them. Mm-hmm. And then if it works, it works. That's a very healthy perspective. It, well, it's, I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> but That's it's, a good place, it's a good place to be looking at, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's, uh, you know me being at the beginning of my career everybody right. I, the, when I go into meetings like I usually nine times out of ten do not have the upper hand and right the, and that's how I used to see it. that's how I am like you know again programmed to kind of see it like mm-hmm. oh this person is a casting director this person is an agent this person is a producer or whatever um they have the ability to give me a job I have to give them what they want in order for mm-hmm. them to give me what I want which is right. a job or an opportunity or whatever but I've stopped kind of thinking of it in that regard and mm-hmm. more just been like, I'm just going to like, at the end of the day, what do I want from this conversation? What do I want from every conversation? Mm-hmm. Some sort of human connection mm-hmm. and something to take away. And I go into it with that kind of a mindset. Mm-hmm. And then if it ends up being something beneficial for my career, great. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not, then okay, whatever, it's fine. But at least I, I gave them myself and they denied me not a a version of me that I didn't even want to give them or right. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it makes so much sense. It's it's exhausting. Cause then if they accept the version of yourself that you aren't or the, you don't even want to be, and then you have to like be that person for them for X amount of weeks or months or whatever it is. Yeah. Play the parade. Sick. That's how you become like a crazy person. Totally. Yeah. That makes but a lot if, of sense. If you can be just full and present and just like your exact self mm-hmm. in, in the conversation, in the moment, in the audition, in the whatever, mm-hmm. give your best, um, then at least you can walk away being like, okay, that was the best I could do. Mm-hmm. That was truly me. Um, and you kind of have the upper hand because you aren't pandering to what they want. Right. So you kind of leave being like, all right, take it or leave it kind of a thing. Yeah. I feel like that applies to life. Like every interaction mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, like that applies. Like when you're talking to your partner, when you're talking to like your boss, when you're talking to anyone, like as long as you know, like I'm just doing me. Like this is me, all of mm-hmm. it right here. I'm not faking for you. I'm not like, and that's something, I mean, I work on all the time between like talking to my parents or my partner or, you know, pe- people that I write for or things like that. Like I'm I put on like characters or whatever. I realized that's something I was doing. And then I had to kind of just like evaluate my actual identity, my actual personality, which is, you know, always going to be evolving, but understanding your values and like who you really are and just showing up to every interaction, like holding real tight to what those are makes a big difference. Cause then you can walk away. And even if it's a negative interaction, you can walk away being like, I didn't like that negative interaction wasn't because of like what I was trying to do. Like it was just, I just did, did my thing. I was honest. I gave my honest opinion about something. It didn't work out, whatever. I can walk away confident and like feeling good even after a negative interaction. Cause I know that I wasn't like 
trying something that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And I, I think it's like when you, and I think, I think people can sense in authenticity, mm-hmm. uh, fakeness. Um, yeah. I think no, that's it. That's the word. Yeah. I think people can kind of sense it. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the reasons I personally love comedy mm-hmm. um, is because it lends itself to saying things and opening yourself up for a laugh mm-hmm. but so that people can relate. So right. Like, w- when you're talking about, like, when I make these stupid videos and I talk about, you know, like, pooping weird or whatever, <laughs> like, it's short. Some, yeah. people, some people are going to be like, oh, that's weird. Some people are going to be like, oh, my God, girls don't poop or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, archaic thing they're thinking. <laughs> um, I but then there are like those girls who can relate to it or the guys who can relate to it or whatever. And it opens it. And then you just, you're opening yourself up to a real human connection via the, the internet. And I think that that is the goal. Like, I don't, I'm just, I'm so over shallow shit. Like I don't, I don't, I want to get to the good stuff. I want to be like, break me open. Yeah. Let's have a a real conversation about something. Mm. Like, I want to learn about you. I want you to learn about me. I want us to learn stuff about each other mm-hmm. and leave this interaction, whatever it may be, with something. And you can't do Damn. that if, if you're somebody else. No. It's weird. And it's- my goodness, I need to, like, that's going to be, like, the soundbite for this one because that's, like, <laughs> the whole point of this. Hey, perfect people. Do you like free stuff? I know I do, and Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to everybody who listens to the show, so you have the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I listen to Audible all the time when I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm listening to audiobooks. It's the only way I'm able to read these days because I can't find time to sit down with a book, so I just listen to them when I'm doing other things. I just finished To Love and Let Go by Rachel Brathen. It was fantastic. I highly recommend. You're going to sob the whole time, but it's worth it. And my motto is, if you're not reading, you're not living. It's a very important part of life to continue reading and learning and getting information that way. So you really have no reason not to do this. It's free. It's $0. And it's really an amazing service. They have 180 thousand different titles to choose from and so many of the books are actually narrated by the author themselves it's my favorite way to listen to audiobooks actually so sign up right now it's totally free and you're not going to regret it go to the website www.audibletrial.com perfect to get your free download and free 30-day trial started again that's audible trial a-u-d-i-b-l-e trial t-r-i-a-l dot com slash perfect p-e-r-f-c-k-e-d and get started right now the whole point of this is that like that's all i want like Mm -hmm. i live for this like i love talking to people i hate small talk Mm -hmm. i can't do small talk i can't just stand around and be like Oh, like what is, oh, your kid does soccer. Oh, like what's the weather like? Like that, I break out in hives. I can't, it makes me so anxious. But if I can like sit down with somebody, whoever it is, a stranger, I can sit down with anybody and just talk for like hours Mm -hmm. and not get up and just talk. Oh my God. Like I'm like revived. I, I could be dead tired. I've had so many of these like later night calls with people who have been on the West coast. And before everyone, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be yawning the whole, the whole call. I'm so drained. I can't do it. And it always ends up where I'm just like hyper and excited because it like fills me up. I love being with people like this intimate connection and it, yeah, everything you just said is like everything that I wanted to be doing. So I'm very glad it's coming across that way. Yeah. It totally is. God. it's the best. Small talk is the fucking worst. And yeah. having meaningful conversations is the best. I I am like the I'm like an Uber driver's worst nightmare. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll like I'll get in the back and I I do want to talk. Like if there yeah. was like, if there was like a button that an Uber driver could press and be like, Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> I would pretend my phone was broken or something. Yeah. 
because I still talk and I don't, I'm not like, Hey, how are you? Where are you from? Like yeah. I get, I get in there. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're from, you know, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about racism. Like <laughs> I, I get right. In, like what I get right into it. Yeah. Um, That's the good because, stuff. Well, cause I'm, but cause what's the fucking point? Like, yeah, like we don't have time. We don't have time to just like shoot the shit anymore. Like, no. I feel like I, that's what I feel like. Maybe we never had the time. I don't know where time is going, but I just feel like I don't have time to waste on those type of shallow interactions, whether it's in yeah. person or on the internet or in the Uber. Like, I don't have time. It's not, yeah. it's not worth my energy, my breath, any of it. It's not. And we were not put on this planet to have the same conversation yeah. 455 times. So, yeah. like, let's have a real conversation. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad you're done with this, the done with the shallow shit. I love it. I feel like I need to put that on a t-shirt. Done with the shallow shit. Oh my gosh, let's do it. Five, six. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have merch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I like to teeter off, I guess, with asking okay. guests like who they love following around on the internet. Like Ooh. what is like what accounts you like to follow? Like what's giving you life online? Because there's. I feel like we need to put more focus on that and like encourage people and remind people to like seek that out and like fill your newsfeed with like shit that you actually like and value and, and all of that. So what's if, I mean, it's maybe putting you on the spot a lot. I've noticed a lot of people don't have it on the top of their heads. Like I might, but if there's anybody that comes to mind or any type of content, maybe that comes to mind. Um, I do have put on the spot. I'm so bad at mm-hmm. answering like, who's your favorite question? Yeah. Like, name one person. I'm always like, Oh, yeah. um, but I, I love my main thing is comedy videos. Okay. I do. I like good comedy videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of anyone specifically off the top of my head. But like, right. good, smart, not, not sticky, not yeah. like lowest common denominator comedy. Mm-hmm. Good, um, subtle comedy. Yeah. And for me, that's that is inspiring for me because it's what I want to do. Right. So therefore it, it kind of lends itself into mm-hmm. my imagination factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, and also dry, you know, memes and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of open up that realm of funniness for me. And yeah. I and that. it like sparks, it sparks that for you. Cause that's the type of content you're trying to make. So it like, I like that you're using it as like kind of fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I love flawed people. Like mm-hmm. I, I love when people are just like down to either talk or post about or express mm-hmm. or do a video about their flaws. Right. Um, anytime I see someone, I love my, uh, I'm listening to Dak Shepard's podcast a lot. My God, I fucking love him He's so goddamn much. Incredible. Lord, I want to Inc- get up in that attic so bad. Oh my girl. <laughs> so bad. I feel it. I feel it. Oh my God. I, I keep telling my boyfriend, I was like, here's what we need to do. We need to just, just randomly show up at yeah. Dax and Kristen's house and just yeah. pretend that we're friends with them. Yeah. Somehow get in there. We'll probably yeah. get arrested, but it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, but for me, people like that, people who are so unapologetically flawed, mm-hmm. like I, it's why I, I love like addicts and I love, yeah. um, addicts with a T just to be clear. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I wonder if he's ever made that connection. Ah, <laughs> uh, probably. Oh, um, God. But yeah, so so I realize it's probably not the answer that you wanted, but I don't. No, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's I mean, there's I no wrong answer to that, but I love those answers. I think the fact that you're following people, like that's very good advice to people who are like maybe in the spot where they're realizing like, wow, my newsfeed is making me feel fucking sick. I'm co- consuming all this garbage. I need a change. And I'm not just going to delete my apps and run away because that doesn't fucking work. And I've been there and I've done that and it doesn't work because you always come back on because this is where life is happening. So how can I fix it? And like, that's been my biggest goal is like, we get that there's a problem. Like we know, but then we, what do we do when we come back on? Like, Mm -hmm. how do we, how do we fix it moving forward? And so like seeking out content that a inspires you and like fuels your imagination, your, your creativity motivates you, whatever it is. And be like finding like you're like something that helps you or that you're inspired by is people talking about their flaws. And I think that is like, I think that like fuels self-reflection and introspection and it makes you like look at yourself in a more real way and it forces you to be more 
unapologetic with yourself and all of that. So those are very great people to be following. Yeah. And very good advice. Um, before I let you go back mm-hmm. into the fire, um, um, Here we go. I want to know, I want you to talk about like what all your doing I guess like do you have anything that you're working on that we should know about um anything you're excited about um uh, that you're that you're allowed to talk about I guess I don't know any ideas that you just have that maybe aren't even anything yet but just ideas I have all these you know studio projects I just can't talk about I'm doing a Marvel (laughs) movie all the things um god I can't tell you but rhymes with soys and ivy (laughs) um no I, uh, I'm doing a lot of content on social media. So I, I mm-hmm. have an Instagram. It's at it's Courtney Michelle, which is mm-hmm. complicated at it's Courtney Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably change it eventually, <laughs> but I, I'm really, I'll gonna... link it. I'll link all those things anyway. So great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm doing that. I started a TikTok. Okay. I did. And wow. It's, I do feel like the oldest person on there. Mm-hmm. Besides, yeah. There's like a 65 year old, like redneck woman that I, Ooh. that's also on there. And I relate to so hard. Um, <laughs> but besides the two of us, we're, you know, it's all, it's, yeah. Oh my God. But oh my it's, God. it's been fun because it's, I, I haven't really got to do a lot of like my singing stuff. We didn't really, really talk about it. Right. But. I was going to mention that. Like, that's like, you were like this pop star Britney Spears when I met you. <laughs> single like a whole thing I totally okay. forgot all right we're putting air quotes around single okay. and, and it was a single it was like on the internet and it had like a picture sure it was, like, <laughs> my, it was on, like myspace um Whatever. I, but, I dug it it was a dancer I liked it it was yeah it was a little pick me up <laughs> about going to the club with my girls um but yeah and I so I you know I never really I tried pursuing singing for a little bit and then mm-hmm. I kind of just fell out of it okay. um, for a multitude of reasons. One being like people's judgment of me, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole different other story, but I, I've now using it kind of as a realm for comedy and mm-hmm. I've been able to use TikTok because there's a lot of like singers on there. Okay. Um, and it's essentially just like trends. Like, I don't know if you have one, if you've been on one, but it's just like a shit ton of like trends. I'm terrified. Terrified of I like know. figuring it out. Like, I don't want to. Oh, it took, like, I've to ask me, my, like, 11-year-old stepson to, like, teach me about it. You really do. Like, I I, I had to watch tutorials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of Googling. But I did it, and I'm able to kind of, they're short little videos, mm-hmm. but I'm able to kind of do a little more, um, it's just pushing my creativity. Just okay. pushing, like, what I can do, um, and it's more avenues for me to put something out there and be in control yeah. of it. Um, okay. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm working on a few different projects, uh, none of which are like really at the stage to, for me to be like promoting it by any means. Right. Um, but you're excited about them and like, oh, happy with them and all that. Yeah. Anything okay. that, that I'm creating, I'm excited about. Okay, good. Just in general. I'm excited yeah. about my dinner when I make it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you, oh my God. It's just it's fun perfect. to make shit. Yeah. yeah. And then true. I did also want to say I have, I don't know if anybody listening to this is if you're listening to this and you want to be an actor or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, reach out to me, DM me and I'll answer all the questions. I also have my friend and I did like an acting course, like beginners to actors. Cool. Okay. I didn't know about that. And I'll send it to you and you can link it or whatever. Yeah. And I'll do, I'll be, I'll do some sort of code or I don't know how this works, but, um, yeah, but it, it was, I, I have some shit to say, but my friend who's much more successful than I am is actually Mm -hmm. doing shit. He, um, he's like recurring on like, uh, a television show right now. Oh, okay. I know he's crushing it. <laughs> um, and he and I did it together and it's, if anyone wants to kind of get started with it, um, mm. it's a simple class, uh, and you can kind of like do different portions of it. Um, it's mainly LA based, but it's for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, I, I love people. So anyone like DM me or, <laughs> Just, I don't know. Just call be my me. Friends. Love me. Be my friend. <laughs> Poke me. Poke me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Poke me. Wave to me. Do all things. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, and then you did, I, I just saw, you had, like, a film that was, like, going to festivals and stuff. Am I right? Was that oh, yeah. the... Oh my gosh, that was the first movie I ever did. That was movie. Was that the about. one from Miami when the, in the seventies? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And if I got, it took so. Uh, 
indie filmmaking, dude, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. But it took a while for it to get finished. Okay. And um, it's it finally finished, like, the beginning of this year, and it's been kind of running around festivals now. Um, it's called Off the Rails. And as soon as it's done doing its little, like, festival run, then mm-hmm. hopefully it'll get picked up and it'll be on, you know, Amazon or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, how do we watch it? So we'd have to just wait for it to be done with that little circuit, and then it gets out there. Yeah. Okay. Because I'd like to watch it. All righty. Well, that all sounds exciting and fun. (laughs) This is so fun. This is so fun. Thank you. I'm glad. I want it to be fun for the people that take an hour to sit down with me and talk. Like, that's that's my biggest um, insecurity about it at this point. Like, if anybody listens, like, whatever. But the fact that, like, I you're, like, the 10th or whatever person that has been, like, enthusiastic to do this with me. And I'm it's like, amazing. okay, they're taking an hour out of their time. Like, people charge for an hour of their time. They're t- giving me an hour of their time to just, like, talk about anything I want to talk about. Yeah. And to know that it's, like, and I want it to feel like we're just, like, sitting down for coffee and talking. And for listeners, I want them to just feel like they're, like, sitting there with us. But they don't get to say anything, I guess. But that's <laughs> what I wanted to feel like. So I'm glad that it's it was worth your while. Because oh. it was worth mine. I loved it. It was in loved it. Rejuvenating. I'm gonna go up to Trader Joe's now on a complete Oof. high. I'm so Oof. excited. I'm already like on a high when I go there. Are you kidding me? You're gonna I... spend double the money now. Like double you're gonna the get money. Every goddamn pumpkin thing they oh. have to sell you. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm gonna get Forget eight different it. kinds of granola. I'm super oh stoked. <laughs> All right. So you're going to Trader Joe's. That's a good night. And I think Thank I'm you. gonna go find something to watch on Netflix. Ooh, what are you watching um, these days? What's like your show? Well, we just finished um, Living With Myself with my dream guy, Paul Rudd. <gasps> P. Rudd. Oh. oh, my God. Forget it. It was so good. If you haven't seen it, it was a quick watch. It was so good. And it's my husband liked it, too. He's, like, hard to please in the mm. TV movie realm. He's, like, got real high standards. Okay. And he, he was, like, into it. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, we don't know what to watch now. So we, we kind of just like watch a lot of YouTube, which is like his thing that he like introduced me to, but we find like all these like random videos about like history or science or whatever music. Like there's so many people out there putting out like such high quality content. Like Mm -hmm. it's so well done. Mm -hmm. And I, it's almost like, it feels like nobody knows about them, but they, I mean, they get views, they have like audiences and stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of great stuff on there, so we kind of just watch that, and awesome. yeah, so that's that's my night. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again. <gasps> thank you. Enjoy Trader Joe's. <laughs> I, for all you know, I will. And say hi to Leah. <laughs> I will. I so will. Yeah. God, give her a giant hug for me. I will. Alrighty. Come out soon. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'll get there <laughs> if you're not on fire, but by, by, before then. Yeah. And good luck with all of that. (laughs) Really keeping you guys in my thoughts. Thank you. Alrighty, well, have a good night. Thank Thank you you. again. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at perfectpodcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.